I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the We Are Podcast on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. We're going to talk about a former Nittany Lion who made waves around the world in the sports, both the sports community and the LGBTQ plus community this week in Carl Nassib, former defensive end, former Lombardi Award winner. He was the Defensive Player of the Year in the Big Ten. He, is in the, he has been in the NFL since 2016, and yes... Carl Nassib is gay. He came out this week. It's all been almost nearly a week since he decided to come out via an Instagram message. Um, you know, it, it, it's this. What Carl Nassib did is an incredibly powerful thing. It's Pride Month. June is the June is Pride Month for the LGBTQ community, um, and you know this is this is a big deal. And why is it a big deal? Well, it's a big deal because Carl Nassib is the first active player to come out as gay. You might remember Wade Davis. He was um, he re- he came out after he retired, right? You now you know about Michael Sam. Uh, just before the 2014 draft, he came out right before the draft, but never suited up in the NFL in an NFL regular season game. Why this is important is because this is the first active guy. He's the first guy that will be playing in the NFL as a homosexual athlete. An out homosexual athlete, I should say. And we're going to talk with a good friend of the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network, Graves, in the second segment about what this means to the LGBTQ plus community. But for now, let's focus on, on Nassib. You know, he just signed a three-year, $25 million deal, I believe, um, in 2020. That's guaranteed money. He's not going anywhere unless his play significantly and drastically falls off. Um, he's been a uh, has been a quality player. He's had 143 tackles, 20 and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, 16 pass deflections, and one interception. That's good. That's a great career. You know, was drafted out of um, Penn State in the third round, uh, the 2016 draft by the Browns. Everybody might, some people might know him from the hard knocks when the Browns were on. Uh, on the HBO series, and he's t- given his players, his teammates, um, financial advice. That's the type of guy that Carl Nassib is. He's a very private, very you know, well-spoken, well-thought-out type of guy. And you know, for him to come out and do this is huge. It, obviously, it, you know what he said in his message. He was uh, he came out after 15 years of, of being closeted, and and I don't know what that's like by any means. Um, but you know, the the power that that has, not just for him, but for the entire community in the world. Hey. This is our time to be accepting. Um, obviously, this is a difficult conversation to have. It shouldn't be, but it is. Unfortunately, that's just kind of that way, the way the world is at, at this point in time. And while that's unfortunate, this could be the be- this could be the first step that is needed throughout the entire sports world to saying it's okay to be gay. It's okay to be an athlete. What you do between what you do outside the lines really isn't relevant. You know, is it's the biggest thing is. It's what you're doing inside the lines as an NFL athlete. Listen, 
sexuality doesn't impact that. But now I think you're going to see a rejuvenated Nassib playing for the Las Vegas Raiders, who their organization has, has been in big support of him. The NFL has been in, in support. You know, he, he donated, along with the coming out, he donated $100,000 to the Trevor Project. And what the Trevor Project is, is it's a, it's a foundation based on, you know, teen suicide and teen and suicide prevention in the LGBTQ plus community. And, you know, they are four times, I, I think, four times as min- as likely to um, to commit suicide, you know, because they don't think it's okay. They don't think it's, you know, it, it's a lot. When you're that when you're that age, you're going through a lot. Your hormones are all over the place. Um, to figure out who you really are is a difficult thing for anybody. Um, and, and, you know, and, and some people obviously are, are much different than others, and that's okay. Um but this is this could be the landmark thing to to, to springboard things. Obviously, you know, in, in female sports, it's a little different. Uh, a lot of people, it's it's. It, I don't want to say it's more normalized, but it is. Um, but you know, this is huge because he's going to play in an NFL game this year. Like, unless barring any unforeseen circumstances, um, you know that that doesn't happen. But I th- I think he will. Now, his playing career at Penn State was was incredible. His NFL career is is getting you know where it needs to be it, it, it's he started out as a as a walk-on he started out as a walk-on got drafted in the third round and has, has signed obviously multiple contracts in the nfl which is huge you know he played uh, drafted by the browns played for the browns in 2016-2017 signed with the bucks 2018-2019 and signed with his deal with the raiders 2020 and 2020 and is currently uh, employed by the las vegas raiders so this is this is obviously a big deal, and I'm excited to to have you guys listen to my conversation with Graves. So we're gonna get right to it and and get right to that conversation. So I will talk to you on the flip side. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to this segment of the We Are Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Jared Perger, and I'm here with a very special friend of the program and the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network, Graves. You might know her as Act Voice from the Graves, or I, I'm sure I butchered that at, but um, I'm glad to have her on. Now, Graves, introduce yourself to, to, my, to my section of the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network, uh, because we know you from uh, Gary's Fan Forum. Yes. Thank you, Jared. It, it, it's great to be here. Uh, yeah, uh, most people will know me. I'm, I'm Boys from the Graves. My uh, Twitter handle is at KG underscore 55 VFTG. Um, I am a, 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 I do a regular uh, podcast with Gary Morgan's Fan Forum, and, and uh, I enjoy that. I love to talk Pirates baseball, uh, sports in general, and uh, it's just great to be here. Now, I've brought Graves on the show to talk, talk a little bit more about Carl Nassib, who came out as openly gay um, earlier uh, in the week. 
Now, Graves, tell me a little bit more about your background as far as that is concerned. Well, I, I am a, a member of the LGBT community. Um, I'm, I'm lesbian. I've, I've got a wife. We have a wonderful marriage. We've been together for almost 16 years. And uh, so I, I, uh, I have a, uh, an appreciation for what uh, Carl is going through and has gone through and, and what him coming out uh, means, um, not only to him, but to, to sports, to the NFL, um, to the LGBT community. And uh, I think it's, uh, it, it's just kind of opening the doors to uh, start those conversations and, and uh, change, maybe change some attitudes, change some beliefs and, and uh, get people to uh, further educated and understanding uh, what it means to be a member of the LGBT community. Now, when you first heard this and when he first came out, what was your thought? What, like, what went through your head? Because this doesn't happen very often, and especially in the NFL. Exactly. I, I, uh, I, was, I, I was surprised. I was excited. I was kind of filled with, with emotions because I, I, just his bravery and courage to come out um, as the first uh, gay athlete in the NFL, um, active player. Um, he's, he's played now for, for five years, entering his sixth year. And, and I, I like the, the timing of it as well. You know, we're not in the midst of the season. Um, he's cu coming out now, uh, something that's weighed on him for, I believe he said like 15 years for, for quite some time. So it's, it's a great opportunity for the conversations to begin, um, not only with his teammates and, and coaches, but even at the local level, you know, and to, to be open and, and to understanding um, what, it's, what it's like and, and, and to understand that, you know, not everybody's the same and, and to have that acceptance and to embrace that, uh, that we're all different and we all deserve to, to be our true selves. And I think that's a really good point. I mean, he talked about being the, having this way on his mind for 15 years or even more. That's that's crazy that it it takes that long to be able to come out and and, and become public with that. And and why why is that? Why does it why? And especially as a as a male, I guess it's a it's a little bit different. But but why is that? Why is it so hard to to do that? Well. Because there's a there's the fear that you're not going to be accepted. Um, me personally, I lost pretty much all my family. Um, I uh, if you follow me, you know my grandmother was very special to me. I unfortunately lost her in December, and uh, to COVID, and she was my number one ally. And uh, so it it's. It is, um, it's scary, um, the thought of losing friends, losing your family. And because not, not every, you know, not everybody, uh, it, you know, thinks that, uh, you know, that, that uh, is, 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 is accepting of, um, of being gay and lesbian. And um, so it's, it's, you know, and it's one thing to come out to, to friends and family and, and no doubt Carl, Carl obviously has, has done that in the past, but now he's 
mentioned it to the world. You know, he's told the entire world, hey, I'm gay. And, uh, and it takes a, um, I, I credit his family and his friends for supporting him and, and letting him know, hey, you know, this is a good time to do this. You're, you, we support you. We love you. And, um, uh, and not everybody has that. And, and, and one thing also that uh, Carl mentioned, you know, he's donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project, which is just incredible. Um, and I, I read earlier today that the NFL has decided to, to match that number um, in which they deal a lot with youth per, uh, suicide prevention in the LGBT community. So um, if you can reach out to them, donate to them, be, become involved in that, um, I, I, uh, I encourage everyone to do so. No, and I think that's a really good point because we talk about Carl Nassib as an adult, but when he says 15 years ago, he's in his 20s. So he's a teenager when he realizes that this happens and this is how he feels and this is what his sexuality is. So obviously the teenage years are, are crazy no matter what your sexuality is. I, I coach teenagers, both guys and girls. It's a wild experience on both sides of the spectrum. So you couple that with the teenage hormones, you couple that with, with trying to figure out your identity, who you are, and, and you're playing a sport where it's macho. It's a tough guy sport. You, you think rugged, you think uh, like tough as nails, all these different cliches. And, and then you have that. And I think that's something that's, that's incredibly powerful too, because this is a macho sport. And I, and obviously like when you see different sports, especially on the female end of the spectrum, it's almost like it's kind of, I don't want to say expected, but it, it's more like prevalent. Uh, but when you, when you get on the male side of the spectrum, this is something that you don't see very often is, and it, you really don't see it when they're an active player. Exactly. And, and I'll go back to what I said earlier. I think, I think the timing of this was, was really in, important in, in a lot of ways. This is going to, uh, there's going to be some of his teammates that just aren't comfortable with this. And, but I, I hope that they're open to have some conversations to, to, uh, you know, get educated and, and understand um, where, where Carl's coming from. And, and, and again, everybody deserves to, to, to be their true self. And, and I, I think it's, it's um, a real credit to, to Carl for, uh, for taking this step and, and, and not, he, he doesn't necessarily want the spotlight on him, but he is certainly willing to, uh, to, uh, to help and encourage others um, in, in education and, and understanding. No, and I think that's a really, a really great point is be yourself. I mean, we, we on the other side of the spectrum that really aren't probably a part of the LGBTQ fan, uh, uh, genre or area, we take for granted that we're allowed to be, or we're not necessarily allowed to be, but we are our true selves 24-7. We don't have to live under a shadow necessarily. So that, I think, in, a, in and of itself has to be a weight lifted off of his shoulders. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's huge. Um, you know, just that, that pressure. And, and, and I, I remember the, the day that I, that I came out to my family and, and actually feeling that weight lift off the shoulders. Um, it was, it was incredible. And, uh, it's like, you just kind of take a deep breath and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm okay. I can be myself now. You know, I've, I've, I've told the people, um, I've told my friends, my family, 
they can make the decision they want to make and and I'm going to be proud and happy of who I am and and I'm going to go out and live the best life I can. And I think that's an excellent an excellent thing and and obviously it's a shame that we have to go through this because to me, you know, if, if somebody is is gay, lesbian, whatever they are, to me it obviously doesn't matter. Obviously it matters to some people right, wrong, and different, you know, people have their opinions. That's kind of the beauty of human nature. But June is Pride Month. So what, what, what does this mean to, to that community and to that community moving forward? It means a lot because, like you said, we've never seen this before. This is, this is kind of, uh, we, he's torn down a wall and we are uh, kind of entering a new uh, a new zone, and uh, it, it's exciting. Um, and to do it during Pride Month is 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 incredible. Um, and and it, again, it just kind of gets those conversations going. And and I you know I, I kind of I go back to to George Floyd for for a moment. You know, it got people talking and and people that maybe wouldn't necessarily talk in the past and and i think we've we've taken steps as a as a society um to where we are more progressive and and more understanding and this is just this is the 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 first step and you know the the impact that that this is going to have the potential is is incredible it's huge um it could it could change everything about sports and and it may it, however many it affects, um, hopefully it's in a positive way and, you know, it will encourage others to be able to come out and, and be them true selves as well. I think the biggest thing too, from what I've seen on social media is that everything has been positive. You know, the outpouring of support from those in the league, his teammates, his former teammates, and even Penn State has been yes. incredible. Um, and I think that's huge too, because not everybody is accepting of this. Unfortunately, that's just, kind of the way that it is. And obviously the, the goal is for that not to happen and for this to really not be an issue when somebody comes out and says, hey, listen, I like men or or if I'm a female and I like I like females or I like both. That to me shouldn't ever be an issue. And hopefully we get to that point as a society where it isn't. But unfortunately, that's why this is a big deal. We talk about, you know, like I said before in the segment, football is this macho sport. You know, you, you're, you're going out, you're hitting people going that are 250 pounds you're 300 pounds or whatever, you don't expect this to happen, um, but it has. And I think that's what really is open, what could open these doors moving forward. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it is a macho sport. And, and uh, you know, he, like I said, he's, he's going into a sixth season. He's, he, you know, he, he has, uh, he's come a long way. He was a walk-on at Penn State and got a full scholarship, won the Lombardi Award. You know, now he's entering his sixth season in the NFL. He's an established player. And, and I think that goes a long way uh, as well. You know, he, he's, uh, he's, he is established and he's been in the locker room and, and his teammates and, and no what he is all about on the football field and and he's a he's a a, a good player a great player and and uh you know it, it makes me i know the steelers play uh the raiders uh, later on in the season and and uh, by golly if if i ever go to a Steelers game that would be one i'd like to go to no and i think that's a really good point too because you know you you look at it and he, he's an established player right and that's i think what the difference is between him and michael sam michael sam was drafted yes 
but he never got to play in an actual NFL game preseason. Absolutely. Then he went to the Cowboys, didn't end up um, playing in a game. This is why it's so such a landmark event, because this is the first guy that's ever done it and ever been out and open about it um, to, to play on an NFL in an NFL game. And I think that's huge too. I mean, you, everybody that, you know, that I've experienced and watched, they come out after their playing career is over because they're afraid of the ramifications. Did that hurt Michael Sam? Who's to say? I, I mean, obviously there's a reason why he's not in the league, whether it, I, I would hope that it's not based on his sexuality and I hope that it's based solely on his performance or lack thereof. And, but this is, I think what's incredible about it too, is that he's active. He's going to, I mean, he signed a three, three year, $25 million extension in 2020. All things are leading to when August and September come around, he's going to be playing in an NFL game. And exactly. I think that's, that's the barrier. That's the, that's sprinting through the brick wall. That's, that's tearing down that barrier and saying that, Hey, it's okay. And guess what? Between these white lines and in this locker room, it doesn't matter who you are outside of this. It, it only matters about your character and about your, the, your ability to play the game at a high level. Exactly right. You, you, you said that very well. I mean, yeah, you know, he, he's on the football field. He's a football player first and foremost. And, and, uh, and it, it's, uh, it is, it's incredible. I mean, I, I, uh, it's, it's taken a long time to get to this point to where we actually have, um, yeah, someone established, someone who's going to be playing NFL football games and, you know, and, 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 and obviously there's been, uh, you know, I'm sure there's been many more before him that, you know, just have never come out. So, you know, uh, I'm not going to think that he's the only gay player out there. They're, they're out there, but uh, we just don't know about them. So no, and a lot of averages, the law of averages say that there has to be more, but some of them obviously aren't, in, aren't comfortable enough to, to make that. Maybe it's a fringe guy. It's a 53rd or 56th man on the roster, but not somebody that's, you know, been a starter in the league before or, or they, has had success. Um, exactly and it makes makes a huge difference no and, and and it's the same thing for other sports as well because I, I you just like i said the law of averages tell tell us that it's probably it's highly likely that there are in, in the nba and the nhl i think has done a very good job of being proactive rather than reactive when this has happened and that's led by penguins gm brian burke whose son you know tragically lost his life because of of his sexuality and and you know not being comfortable enough to um to live in his own skin and I think that's, we go back to the Trevor project, that's immense. And honestly, I think that means a lot more to the community than him coming out because that's, that is a lot of money to support that endeavor and, and that, that charity, because that's where, you know, I think the biggest, the, the biggest issues are, you know, you talk about suicide prevention and that's not just with, with the LGBTQ community, but also just in general, but focusing on this. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's okay to be, to be gay, to be bi, to be a lesbian, to be whatever you want to be. Um, and I think that's really what this message is the biggest thing to take away from, from what he was able to do with the Trevor project. Absolutely. And, and if you don't mind, I, I would, I would like to share the number to the uh, Trevor project. It's, it's a one eight, six, six, four, eight, eight, seven three eight six and uh reach out to the trevor project see how you can get involved um e donations wh whatever you can do um it's a it's a tremendous organization um that's very important and uh and and if if you can do anything um i, I encourage you to do so
No, and I think that's a really good point. I know I did, I was kind of inspired by this, and I made a monetary donation a couple a couple of days ago when it right after it happened. I think that's you know the biggest thing is we can, we have to be accepting. We have and and this I think is the biggest thing. This is an NFL football player. He's you know been in locker rooms for for decades almost. What uh, you know he's only in his twenties, so he's been in there for probably the better part of the last two decades. So you know you have to be open and for and, and accepting to those guys because. Yeah, in the locker room, it's it's a lot different. There's, you know, although up until COVID, it was probably a lot different. But, you know, I think that's the biggest thing, too, is just being open and accepting. Listen, now he's here. He's in the NFL. And I think this has the opportunity to kind of break down some barriers in some other leagues and, and other sports as well. Well, and that's, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, as far as impact, I, I, I definitely hope that's that's where we go. You know, I think this is just a, a great first step um and 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 you know across the sports world you know and and i'm excited to see where where it does go because it is going to open up uh a lot of opportunities and 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 open up those conversations and and uh you know get get people talking about uh you know what it means and 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 to uh, to be more accepting and to to acknowledge you know that we're, we're all different but uh we're all important and we all have a purpose and, you know, let's just uh, love one another and, and, and get along and, and uh, get through this uh, big, tough life that we have. <laughs> I, I don't think I could have said it any better, but before I let you go, um, I wanted to ask one thing. Why is it so different? I mean, we talk about, we talked about men's and women's sports earlier, but you talk about, and I've talked about this diversity and inclusion when I was speaking about Robert Morris hockey and things like that in the women's locker room and in women's sports, it seems like the sexuality and the openness of the sexuality is much more prevalent. Obviously in women's soccer, people know that, that you know, uh, different guys, like Abby Wambach is, is a lesbian and, and people know that in those women's sports. Why is it so different for the men? Why is that? And why, and what, honestly, what can we do to, to make that better? I think, and I think you, you've touched on it before. I, I think it's the uh, the macho aspect, you know. I think uh, women's locker room, you know, uh, you've got you've got mothers, you know, tend to be more nurturing, and 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 on the football side, on the the men's sports, yeah, it's uh it's it's the macho attitude, you know. You'll never see me cry, and 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 uh, and I think you know that's something that 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 needs to change you know we're, we're all human and like i said we all matter and and if we can just get past that and get people to embrace the idea again that that we are all different and and i think uh you know it's a, it's a i think that's the the big issue we just have we have to get past the uh, the macho attitude no, and I, and I think that's exactly what, what nature needs and what sports needs, too. I mean, obviously, being macho isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world by any means. Right. But there, there does, there, we are all sensitive. We all have emotions. And I think it's okay to channel those emotions in a positive way. Obviously, some are negative. When we throw our, when we throw our mouses or our phones at the TV, when the Pirates or, the, um, or, or Penn State, you know, turns the ball over or gets scored on or, or whatever. But, you know, there's, there is a level of sensitivity. There's emotions involved in everybody's lives, no matter whether they're um, LGBTQ, whether they're straight, whether they're whatever they are, whoever they are. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is being open and accepting of that 
And hopefully this is this is the step that, that is necessary. The, the, the big guy that, that comes out and says, hey, listen, I am who I am. Take it or leave it. Now let's play football. It, it, exactly. I, I, I absolutely agree with that. And, uh, you know, it's uh, getting getting back to the to the macho thing, you know, be, being being gay, being lesbian, it doesn't make you weak. You know, it doesn't mean that you're weak. You can, uh, Carl is still going to go out there and he's going to play football just like he has for the last, you know, 20 some years or whatever. You know, he, he's the same football player. Um, he's just being uh, truthful and honest with himself of, of who he is right now. No, I think it's a, I think that's an excellent point. Not only is he still a football player, but now he's an honest football player. He's able to be his true self. And I think when you have that clarity in mind, I think it's honestly going to translate into him becoming an even better football player now that he ha doesn't have to, to wear this burden on his chest and his shoulders and, and, and on his conscience too. So I, I'm very excited to see where this takes him, where this takes the community and where this takes the sports world because I think this has the opportunity to really break down walls and barriers that, that have been up for as long as sports have, have been a part of life and um, in, in their existence. Yeah, it, it, it's an exciting time, and I, 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 uh, I look forward to, to seeing where this goes, and, and I absolutely agree. I mean, that weight has been lifted, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I will definitely be following Carl from, from here on out, and, and uh, I hope he continues to go on and have a very successful career in the NFL. And it's, it's, you know, you talk about following Carl and, and going to maybe a Las Vegas Raiders game when they play the Steelers. He's had the top selling jersey since he came out on Fanatics, uh, which I think exactly. is incredible. I think that's the support of not only just the, the LGBTQ community, but the NFL community and NFL fans, football fans everywhere. I think that's, that's huge. The impact that this has might not be super immediate. Like it's not going to change the world this second. But I think the, the impact of this can have days, months, years down the road, decades, I think is going to be really insurmountable. I think it's, it's, it's a landmark day for, for the community, for the, for the sports world, and for, for everybody involved. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, seeing where this leads us all to. Now, Grace has got to get back to, to helping Gary run the show on the, on the forum. I've got one more segment left. We'll catch you guys. Um, right after the break, and I can't thank Graves enough for, for joining us. Uh, you can catch her on, on the Twitter sphere at, at KG underscore 55 VFTG. That's Voice from the Graves. And hopefully, we, we have her back sometime soon. But thanks as always for joining us. Thank you very much, Jared. back to the we are podcast on the dk pittsburgh sports podcasting network we thank graves as always for for her generosity and coming on to the program now let's get into the rest of the summer for the native lions and their coaching staff obviously july is kind of a dead time june has been hit hard with official visits with camps um both the elite both team and everything under the sun i mean happy valley is a bumping place right now there seems to be multiple official visits every weekend players are committing left and right it is 
a zoo as far as the recruiting world is, is concerned. July, though, it slows down right before camp. Coaches are going on vacation. Recruiting is kind of ceasing uh, to an extent. Obviously, they're always recruiting, but they're not always on the road. They're enjoying time with their families before the season starts. And obviously, that's that's important, that rejuvenation. Um, but it'll be interesting to see as Penn State closes out this 2021 cycle, uh, or 2022 cycle, I should say, um, and finish the year strong. You know, the Nittany Lions 2022 class is looking pretty good. Um, they're top 10 in the, in the nation, top three, I think in the big 10 and that's big time. Obviously this year's the 2021 cycle, um, hasn't gone the way that it's, or what didn't go the way that it should have, or, or the way that it could have. But at the same time, with all the uncertainty surrounding the COVID issues and the, co- the scholarship surrounding that in the decision, you know, the, an extra year here or an extra year, uh, a red shirt or, or something here, or there, whatever, you know, it was just better for them to stay on the air on the side of caution. They had a big time class in 2020. So that's big too. But the biggest thing, you know, and the, uh, is, is the staff finally getting to, to have official visits. We talked about this at length multiple times, but I can't hammer this home enough. Getting players to Penn state's campus is the biggest, the biggest thing for Penn state. That's how you sell the, the program. That's how you sell the university. That's how you sell that experience of playing at Beaver stadium on Saturday nights. It will be at full capacity. We talked about that as well earlier um, this month. But another uh, another piece of news out, uh, coming out of Penn State this week is offensive lineman in twenty twenty class of twenty twenty one Nate Bruce is no longer with the program. Um, you know the news out of Happy Valley this week is you know he he went to school practices and dropped out and, and decided to get a job at FedEx. Now that's you know just some of the reports coming out of um, out of University Park. But you know that's a that's a big loss. It's you know he was expected to come in and, and compete uh, right away. But you know maybe he saw the writing on the wall. Uh, obviously, you know uh, at certain places working at FedEx pays you more than what it would make uh, what you would make as a football player um, at uh, Penn State. Obviously, I say that in jest, but you know the way things go in the South, anything is possible. But yeah, you know you look at you look at Nick Bruce. You, you know you look at guys like Landon Tengwall who you know have come in and. You know, maybe he just saw the writing on the wall, and you wish him all the best, obviously, in his future endeavors. But that's a guy that Penn State's going to have to replace. It's that simple. Um, obviously, you know the timing is never good. It's kind of late in the in the process. But it's you know I think if there's a position with depth along the offense, line is is one of them, and I think there's a good bit of quality depth there as well, which I think Penn State will be able to bounce back without a doubt um, from that. But, you know, it, it, it goes to show you that, you know, college football isn't for everybody. And that's okay, too. You know, a lot of this podcast this week has been about acceptance and diversity and inclusion. And, and you know, and, and that acceptance is, you know what, maybe college football, maybe college in general isn't isn't for everybody. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're coming out of Harrisburg High. You're, you're highly touted. You have the world at your fingertips. And, and honestly, maybe working at FedEx is, is, is what he wanted to do. And that's okay, you know. Um, but, but James Franklin and company are going to have to do some, do some work to replace him and, and fill that roster spot. And I'm sure that they will, and it, it won't, they won't miss a beat, but you know, the biggest thing is, you know, how's that offensive line shake up depth wise? I, I don't think that they're going to be terribly hurt. Obviously he's a true freshman coming in right off of his senior season, um, in high school. So, you know, what he was going to be able to do in the fall wasn't known yet. Um, so that's, you know, that's, I think where they're at with that. It's just kind of a find another person to take up that roster spot, and they will. But you know, 
it's just one of those silly season things, you know, as Penn State looks to, to fill out their roster and heading, heading into training camp. So it'll be interesting to see how that, how that develops as far as the offensive front. You know, it'll be interesting to see how things develop throughout the rest of um, the rest of the summer as, as the coaches get ready for their vacations, as recruiting kind of slows down, and see where the Nittany Lions fall in, as they get ready for camp. You know, what will Sean Clifford be the starting quarterback after camp is over? Will there be a, a quarterback that is signed in the transfer portal? Will that happen? It's who's to say. Um, you know, there's a lot that can still happen, and I think that's important to realize as well. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. It'll be interesting to see what James Franklin and, and company do to replace Nate Bruce. It'll be also be interesting to to find out whether or not Clifford is the starter. Obviously, he's the incumbent, um, and he's played the position at a high level. We've talked about this at length. Um, and next week, we'll get back to our position previews. Um, but you know, it, it, it's just one of the questions, mar- question marks leading into camp and the rest of the summer for that matter. So, you know, now they're heading into, into July. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, where things go for Penn state from here. Obviously they're in good shape there. Uh, this is a much better situation going into this, uh, 2021 season than they did in the 2020 season. Obviously at this point last year, we didn't even know that there was going to be a season. So that I think is huge. Will Penn state continue on? Um, on their upward trend as far as recruiting goes, I do think that they will. Uh, I'm excited to see how the rest of this 2022 class comes together. But, you know, anything can happen. It's college football, and who's who's to say what's going to happen next? That's the beauty of it. That's kind of the, the disaster of it, the tragedy of it, too. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, that's, that's why they play the game. That's why the game is um, won both on and off the field and, and in the classroom and on the recruiting trail. But until next week, this has been your host, Jared Pruger, on the We Are Podcast on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. I will talk to you guys next week.